0: Come with us now, if you dare. Down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday
1: Night Freak Show. (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night, a new episode magically appears on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, or wherever magnificent podcasts are found. I'm your host, Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. This is Brent. Jenny. Gary. And tonight it was my pick. So we watched a movie from 1956 called Forbidden Planet. Directed by Fred. uh, Hold on a second. Let's uh, uh, Fred. (laughs) Technical difficulties. I totally lost it. I can't even see it on here. Fred McLeod Wilcox. That guy. Yeah.
0: Fred McLeod Wilcox.
1: Yeah. So Forbidden Planet, big budget MGM movie, one of the first science fiction, like, big studio science fiction epics.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, they weren't the cheap bastards of the industry anymore. They were starting to get, you know, because you ran through the serials, your Flash Gordon's, you know, things like that, and now you started to get people interested in that kind of thing. It wasn't just a childish thing that you go see at the matinee. It was okay for adults to like science
0: fiction at that point. Uh, and when you say big budget, so you just mean the effects? I mean.
1: No, I mean, still- it was like the big studio thing. Like, I don't think they'd done prior to this. I mean, I can't think you guys help me out. If you remember something before this that was like. I mean, The Wizard of Oz is like a big studio picture, fantasy movie. More no, right?
2: fantasy than sci-fi, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, on this scale, I guess, yeah. so that they would throw a bunch of money, resources, and all that at like that it, prestige. Uh,
0: it didn't seem that big, big a scale to
1: well, me. Well, for 1956, though. Because they had a well, flying saucer, they What's, built a fuck. No, they, they had did like, a lot more than that. That was a bit. They're, they had like a cyclorama that painted on the back wall of that uh, of the uh, map stage. Yeah, yeah, but there's some, there's some poor guys like out there paying
2: the <laughs> Well, But see, this is what we were talking about earlier, and I said we'd save for the show. We have become so jaded and spoiled with our special effects now, but think of, back then. Somebody that's been watching the special effects they had then. And seeing this, they're like, "Wow, this is yeah. really cool." You know, oh, that, I can yeah. remember as a kid seeing it on the Creature Features and things like that. You know, you're watching Plan Nine from Outer Space, stuff like that, and then something like this comes along. It's like, "Wow, this is really cool." Yeah, you know, because we hadn't seen all this done before. I, mean, you know, I thought this was the first great. time we couldn't see the wire on the flying saucer when it was coming through the frame. So, yeah. right, know.
0: yeah. But I mean, <laughs> those are and, and don't get me wrong. I thought the, the the effects were awesome, but like it's a miniature. And then everything's yeah. on a set.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. But even on the set, they like built. I mean, that's what's great about that illusion. The, the saucer lands and the little, the you know, whatever the ladders come down and yeah. then they cut. And it's like it just feels almost seamless, even though there was a cut there. The guys are coming down and they built down. like this huge, you know. Yeah. I mean, and like they, the whole underside of that saucer too. is there. Yeah. You know, that they can interact with. I mean, they don't, but, you know. Yeah. It's a set. How much does that cost? <laughs> wow. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not a
0: big budget. It didn't seem big budget. Like. Take the camera outside. So That's
2: 1950 sci fi. Brent says, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we're <going for>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of like another 50s. Like, well, like they this, were all doing, uh, like, you know, it was, was all giant one? monster, mo- giant, you know, uh, insect yeah. movies and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. That was the,
0: the, the movie we, we saw one. Yes. Time Machine. Well, well, not here, but we saw it at the uh, the 50s. Oh, movie. Uh,
1: the thing? There was the thing. Um, was uh, it them? Yeah, an invasion of the body snatchers. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it was invasion of the body snatchers. That was a good movie, though. Yeah, that that seemed like a
1: whole big deal. Yeah, like, no they special were effects in actually... that. There's some pods. Well, yeah. there's a, at some point in that. There's like a whole town square that has yeah. that they use. Like you know, I mean, there's extras running around in a town square outside. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, this would be comparable to like the thing. The thing had to be like 1954, <laughs> five or six, probably yeah. a contemporary of this. So like you know, you've got the thing. And then you've got Forbidden Planet. I mean Forbidden Planet's the one they spent the money Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, nothing to not knocking the thing, also a great movie, but you know, I mean that's The thing little...
0: was in black and white, right?
2: Yeah. 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 The thing is also a movie you need to play and have the drinking game with. Every time a door shuts in that movie, take a shot. Yeah. We'll never make it through the whole movie. The most door-closing <laughs> movie I have ever seen. The original thing. most oh door-closing my closing movie I've yep. ever seen. But anyhow, well, but, you know, think about all the lights, the different sets, the, the, you know, the way they carved the tunnels. You know, everything yeah. was really cool. I mean, we're getting a little ahead in the story, but right. the, the, there was a lot of cool special effects for that time, what they had to work with. Yeah, you I love know, the, the industry. Effects. This was long before Star Wars, so, you know, this was if this was all kind of new, heard a lot of terms in this that were later used in star Trek and in Marvel comics. Oh, and God. this all came out before the yeah. things in, in either of those.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, like looking at it now, you know I mean? Cause star Trek was like 1966. Yeah. So yeah, like I was born. Yeah. So 10 years after this, and it seems like they just appropriated a lot of stuff like directly. Yeah. I mean, like at the beginning of this, these guys have to go into this, uh, they're slowing down from light speed and they have to go into, like, these stasis chambers that, like, they look exactly like, like the, the teleporters, you know, yeah. the, the transporters. Yeah, that's right. I, I
0: thought they were, like, teleporting or beaming down. To, well,
2: uh, right. And, and we, yeah. again, we also heard it in uh, in Star Wars. He, he mentioned Parsecs and he mentioned Hyperdrive. Those were both mentioned in there. In, in the movie so that oh, Star yeah. Wars so Lucas so we know Roddenberry Lucas and Stanley Lee have all seen this movie yeah. for sure
1: yeah well I think I heard it put at one point that uh, Forbidden Planet was in the 1950s what like Star Wars was to the 1970s probably what uh, either Planet of the Apes or 2001 oh, yeah. was to the 60s you know as far as science fiction movies go I mean yeah. it was like a yeah. huge deal uh, Robbie the robot uh, in this you know, had his own, like, went off and starred, guest starred in episodes of Twilight Zone. He's got his own movie, like, included on the Blu-ray yeah, that he was, he yeah, was we, in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually, like, inspired, you know, uh, the robot in Lost in Space, mm-hmm. the Danger oh. Roll Robinson. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. that was, like, the robot design from... uh
2: Well, and and if you looked at him, he was a really cool piece of machinery. All the moving parts inside him and the way everything worked. It it was a neat piece of, of equipment. And now, you know, that'd all just be CGI'd.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, now when you look at it, uh, it's a very retro, you know, design. I mean, nobody would design a robot like that now. You know, <laughs> I with, was thinking about that. The, those DARPA robots. With yeah. bowling ball <laughs> legs.
0: <Yeah>.
2: Him <laughs> and his bowling ball
0: legs. <laughs> we were watching those DARPA robots, and it's like, man, if only they had one, like, like Robbie
1: the robot. Yeah, that yeah. That would be great. We got a long way to go,
0: unfortunately,
1: yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, I like the, you know, I mean, just from a design perspective, having all those like, uh, the ticking, whatever the hell, what would you say? They like, look like almost like the things off of the
2: oboes or something. The the little wind, you know what I'm talking about? The chambers that open and close.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's kind of what it reminded me of. All inside this like plastic dome or glass dome. That's supposed With the to be three his head. rotating gears up top, and then the lights that spun on the side. There was a lot to it. And then whatever it is when he
1: spoke, it, that arc, uh, that yeah. like it was that almost neon looked like the old. It, what was that? Was it neon? It, it looked like neon. Yeah. But, or, or it was just,
2: was that, was it practical or was it a special effect put in after? It could have been a special effect put in like the lasers.
1: Oh no, I think that was actually in the suit. Yeah, it was was a light thing in the suit. I thought you were talking about like, it it moved whenever he spoke, you know, so it matched the movement of his, you know, the the voice pattern and the waveform of his voice. Yeah. So it was like, did they program that ahead of time? And then, you know, right. Or was it actually some guy could sit off screen and speak into a mic and you know the thing the do that yeah, yeah. that would be pretty cool but yeah. you know just the we fact that they we had didn't all get that stuff until the
2: seventies when disco came and the lights could match them.
1: <laughs> but Robbie <laughs> okay, also has like uh, another thing that I don't think I've seen. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume it's a first for movies. Okay, I don't know if this is true or not, but well, he has said that. It some. Must be version of Isaac Asimov's, like, the three laws of robotics. Absolutely. That a robot shall not harm a human being or allow.
2: Or by action, allow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then there's one that does as long as it doesn't conflict with the other two. Well, we
2: saw what happened when it conflicted. His head was getting ready to melt down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, just that they were forward thinking enough. I mean, Asimov, I think, wrote in the 50s. Not the 40s, not the 30s. We're going with the 50s. I think it was the 50s, yes. <clears throat> So, I mean, they had to be, like, a contemporary thing that, like, was on people's minds, I guess, when they were, you know, creating this. I got the impression, listening to the just the dialogue in this movie, that, like, they assumed that audiences of the 1950s were smarter than we assume audiences are now.
2: Oh, yeah. They weren't dumbing it down. No. The, just the dialogue. It was... The scientific jargon and things like that. Yeah, they weren't they weren't bringing it down to anyone's level.
1: Yeah, I mean they were explaining scientific concepts. that I mean, not nuclear even,
2: reactors and you know. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, like in nuts and bolts kind of um, terminology. Yeah, well, just what was it? The uh, they were talking about like was it like the they were talking about certain wattages of their you know weapons, like you know based on how many amps that we had run through this thing like that should be you know right it would fall it through the you know, yeah. yeah
2: whatever it was like yeah huh or that thing by its own weight if it could stand up to those uh, those it would sink to the center of the planet yeah, yeah. so they're going by the mass that it would take to withstand that kind of an attack yeah there was a lot of scientific jargon that you know nowadays they'd have to have somebody come out and do a joke to explain it you know, right yeah where,
0: well i mean our the audience going pup or the movie going public by today's standards are a lot stupider than
2: well but the, now they don't explain the why it happens they
0: just blow things up we'll just do a big explosion and
1: you then know, that's we don't how the
2: warp core works we'll just show you what happens when it doesn't and it explodes so, yeah. Oh. yeah
1: yeah yeah you know, that's
0: what we've gotten used to or been evolved yeah. to de-volved. expecting yeah de-volved.
1: i know right it's kind of depressing i mean like i think the expectation is like now if you have you know guys sitting around explaining these things instead of you know, the audience feel like, well, in order to be informed so I know what they're talking about, I have to, you know, go search this out and and find this out for myself so I know what the context is. Yeah. We're now afraid that, like, if we say this stuff, the audience will tune out, think that they're stupid, and just will get bored, fall asleep, or wander off. They've got, you know, like 60 other channels that they can flip, or 500, I guess, other channels that they can flip to. Yeah. And won't pay any attention to it, which is too bad. That's why they could do movies like this back then. Because we had five channels
2: and no remote control. Mm-hmm. You had to get up and cross the room to change that channel. That would I mean, <laughs> yeah, You just sit and right. watch it. I'm stupid. And watch <laughs> it. And learn. You know, you would learn things. The funny thing is, uh, uh, almost on the same line, a lot of the, my love for science and history, that all came out of comics. And that's kind of everybody, oh, you read comics because you're stupid. No, that's why I learned a lot about history and things like that. It's not written for stupid people. That's just kind of what everybody's assumptions were. Sci-fi was kind of the same thing. You know, if you liked sci-fi back then, you
1: were weird. Well, I think sci-fi, too, was just assumed to be like a, you know, it was like a child's. Uh, Childish genre. Thing. Well, yeah, but because they read all the, well, the comics and the, um, the, the, like the amazing stories, series, yeah. you know, or whatever, the, the magazines.
2: Well, that's like Doctor Who in England, the old Doctor Who. That was a child considered a child show. It wasn't for adults.
1: But that was like a history show too. I mean, that's what they were trying to do with those original episodes of that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like just where we're talking about like robots, I guess. If if Robbie is like, you know, he became this cultural Oh, do we say he's in Gremlins?
0: Um, no, you did not. Not on the air. You didn't <laughs> say that. We may we have said, said it
3: before it. the movie started. You
0: may have said it during the Gremlins podcast, but
1: right, yeah, and the Time Machine. I think right because yeah. the Time Machine and and Robbie both show up in the. Uh, Where
3: is he in Gremlins?
1: It's when uh, Billy's dad is at like the convention, the Inventors Convention. And he's on the phone. Behind him, you can see Robbie the robot. Uh. Yeah, if you watch a guy. lot of movies,
2: there's he the full scale of him might not be in the movie, but there's little you'll see figures of him in a lot of movies. If you're watching different sci-fi movies, things like that, there'll be little Robbie the robots here and there. You know, there's always at the nerd scientist workstation. There'll be a Robbie the robot somewhere. You know, it's just neat. You can see him in a lot of a lot of. Uh, modern movies it's just look around he's there somewhere
1: oh yeah. that also reminds me i think when he's first introduced when he rides up to the uh the crew mm-hmm. uh he says you know like if you don't speak english basically i'm trained in like you know
2: 580 languages
1: yeah, yeah. And i'm like oh where have i heard that before
2: <laughs> you know yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> before him i want to say there was bachi? like the That's what uh, you asked yeah him. right yeah <laughs> Before him, I remember the okay. robot from Metropolis, mm-hmm. uh, the woman robot from Metropolis. It's right. like a touchstone design of science fiction robots. And then yeah. there's like Robbie the Robot. I don't know. Like, or the I, Robot
2: from the Day the Earth Stood Still would be another one.
0: Was he
1: before this or after this? I think he was before this. Really? I think so. You might be right. 54? I think so. Somewhere in there. there. Is See the big one? The... Yeah. yeah. He's, like, with all the, smooth. With the with the, yeah. 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 His visor he's comes right. up, and he... Psh, yeah. 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 Because, I mean, beyond that, you got, like, Robot Monster, which is a guy in a gorilla suit wearing a diving helmet. Which is iconic, but stupid. Yeah. I <laughs> start <Stuff> like that. <laughs> the viewers or the listeners will have to let me know if I'm forgetting anybody in the, you know, the robot uh, chain. Because I'm yeah. sure there was, like, you know, the robot from... Uh, what was that, Bella Lugosi, like serial or whatever, where he built the big, like Rob Zombie uses the design now. It's got the, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The corrugated, the robot whatever, you know, yeah. for the arms and it's a big like box. <laughs> Isn't that the one that, uh,
2: what's that big robot he always runs around with? Phantom strikes. That, no, I, don't I don't know. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm failing you on the fifties. You know, so it, in my defense, I wasn't
0: born yet at that time. So it was shot in 56. Mm-hmm. But what year is it supposed to take place in? The twenty third century. The twenty
1: third. Twenty third is in the year twenty two thirty six or something like that. Well, so oh, it, it was, said
0: at the end of the
2: twenty first century, man went,
1: went to the moon. So they, they were a the little off on yeah, that. You off know, on. Well, because it was they, only a couple years later. Didn't start for another <laughs> six years. So. By the end of the twenty first century, men were landing on the moon well, on man, rocket I want my ships. hover car.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: I want a hoverboard. Just one. We're don't, still waiting.
2: Brent, don't sell. Keep your goals higher. Oh, we yeah. Want I wanna, you can get a board, too, but we want a car. I want a car,
0: <laughs> and I want it to travel through time. I want it to be a DeLorean. That's all I'm
1: saying. Very specific. We're yeah. going to track down the DeLorean now. That's the trouble. You can't find those things. Either. You can't find them. You can't <laughs> find them. Uh, this uh, movie has another first. It's the first movie, first major motion picture with a completely electronic score.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? How do they word that?
1: uh what was it like electronic tonalities tonalities like that. that's it yeah oh Yep. Yeah. i read somewhere that because of the way the uh you know the unions worked because they weren't actually making music they weren't composers there was a couple of like engineers i think this man and wife they were engineers and they like you know just used a bunch of tubes and knobs and made all this these sounds and then that became like the yeah. They they couldn't they weren't up for an Oscar. It couldn't be, you know, nominated. Oh, for an really? Oscar. Yeah. Wow. Cuz it wasn't actually music.
0: Now, was it original it was always planned to do that cuz there was I was watching some scenes and it felt like I was trying to imagine the scene without any sort of, you know, tonality and it seemed like it would play out better if it if it were, you know, just straight dialogue without the oh yeah there are certain scenes i mean I, I really liked the music or the tonality but uh there's just certain scenes between specifically between the captain or the skipper and uh the duck and the Morbius. girl though the, the, oh, the only yeah, i can't think of her name the only female <laughs> in the movie Althena? Althena? it was
1: altera altera because they were on four or something yeah. 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 um well i think you know some of it is there's uh when you're listening to it there's sometimes that the music is supposed to be or whatever the sounds are supposed to be sound effects right it's the sound effect of the uh the spaceship itself there's times when it's the sound effect of the uh the monster of the id right yeah. every time it appears like it has its own like sounds There's times when it's supposed to be alien music, you know, when Morbius is playing back the the music that the the Krell recorded or whatever. years ago or whatever. And then there's other times I think it is supposed to be like some kind of ambient, you know, like actual, you know, accompaniment to the movie. Right. And it all Mm -hmm. kinds of blends together. It does indeed.
0: So, and then we were talking about the effects, but Disney had a hand in this. Did they do the effects or
1: there was it? I think it credited one animator from the Disney studios because I know where his work came in. Yeah. 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 Like they had to loan him out. And so like under special license, you know, from Mm -hmm. Walt Disney studios, you know, this guy was provided to the, the staff of the movie so they could actually do like the laser blasts and all that stuff. I always wondered like in lasers, I mean, I've seen this done, uh, better in later stuff, but like in these old movies, like laser guns, where they have like these perfect, like, you know, the ray gun gothic. Now we call that ray gun gothic, right? Because it is a little ray I mean, gun.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's that design kind of thing. Um, They always shoot like these pulses, you know? Because yeah. I think we're always thinking of like bullets or something. Right. You know, so there's like this doop, 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 you know? Yeah. Where it's like, it's a beam of light, so how come it's not just a... Psh- well, because then it'd you be know? a lightsaber. <laughs> like a, a constant... Just yeah, like just a constant stream of light. Extreme. I mean it's a laser, look go forever, right? right yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> you can blind pilots with those well, things. I yeah. just realized something as we were talking when you were talking about, and I said that part where I knew that animator came in, and I said the 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 beast of the id looked like the bulldog from Tom and Jerry. Right. Those cartoons were done by MGM, correct? They did Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry's yeah. cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh. So that what that did look like Spike the Bulldog from Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so that might've been, I'm sure that's where the animator was used, but that design is spike. It it told, that's exactly what he looked like. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely.
1: There's kind of a cool effect. It's, uh, uh, the, in the movie, the crew is beset upon on this planet that they land on by this invisible, uh, force, and at one point they put up these uh, like electric fences and the thing, the only time you can see it is when it gets caught in the, you know, the energy that the, you know, in between the fence posts. And so you see this thing that the Disney animators put in there, but I don't know, it's a kind of cool looking effect. It was Howling for the and, time. You got to think that was, that was probably top,
2: top of the line effects. Yeah. And how they, they still use that we, type we, of
1: effect for like, until like the 1980s. You yeah. still yeah. draw shit. That.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and the other thing too is they they the crew that had went before them the only survivors were Morbius and his daughter the other crew was wiped out in much the same way by a beast that never showed itself is how the doctor referred to it mm-hmm. who uh uh Mobius it's Mobius or Morbius 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 yeah that's the vampire from Marvel Comics that's Morbius the living vampire that's what I'm saying Stanley and then they also mentioned adamantium.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah like, adamantium steel. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: like, come on, these, are, these guys watch this movie. That's where they came up with all this crap. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, the yeah. idea of, uh, you know, they didn't call it the Federation of Planets, but no. it was like the United something of planets. Right. Basically, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the interior of the starship looks remarkably like, you know, the bridge of the Enterprise, or some part of the Enterprise. It, it almost
2: reminded me more of Jupiter 2, or Jupiter 1, Jupiter 1, Jupiter 2 was from the movie, but Jupiter 1 from Lost in Space. Uh, arm, yeah, because I'm sure they ripped that right oh, the hell yeah.
1: off. Uh, the uh, oh, what else are they going to say about like the interior something? Oh, the the classification of the ship was like this something something CX5D yeah. D or something. You <NCC-1> know, like seventeen hundred one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. it was like, holy crap. They like, you know, really went to tell. I mean, like this had to be something that, you know, all of these people. So can we put this up for most cannibalized to, uh, movie ever? It's it's says, it says right on the back. It says uh, every grand subsequent, grand subsequent grand. sci-fi movie and TV show is indebted to the Forbidden Planet. Yeah, right, because they ripped them according off. According to Charles Matthews from Oscar. Yeah, I mean, like you're talking Charles about Matthews the is a smart man.
0: stairs that come down like the Millennium Falcon, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's totally. You know, yeah. And see, you were mocking that ship. I'm not. Uh, it may not look like much, but it's got it where it counts. <laughs> well, I, I just don't think it cost a lot. I like it. I don't I didn't think it cost a lot to make it.
1: <laughs> it's one of the first movies. Here's another first for it. I think. Okay, you guys, again, correct me if I'm wrong, on or if this. we remember. Yeah, if you remember something, or right, I'm going to throw this out there, audience. I think maybe it's one of the first movies that has human beings piloting. A flying saucer. Uh, that's true, because yeah. usually it's the other way yeah. around, right? Yeah. I think yeah. a that's lot
2: of. I, I would go with you on that because that's a yeah. Normally we have rocket ships. We don't do right. flying saucers, right? Yeah, and that's
0: interesting because, like, where did they get the technology? Was it from the aliens? Dun, dun, well, dun, but here's a question. Uh, Forbidden Planet was definitely bef-
2: before Lost in Space, right? Lost mm-hmm. in Space was sixty 60-
0: in the sixties. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
2: All right. So yeah, then yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that.
0: Yeah. Well, so and like, I mean, the the big theory between, I mean, I think this is Colin's theory is the idea that there's no aliens, but it's future humanoids that come back right in, With, in, a, in a time travel theory we, yeah, yeah. A time travel yeah, well time travel. i'm not I, we bring I, it I'm up just, on our time travel episodes <laughs> i'm just touching on it but it's the idea that yeah, you like, are like if they <laughs> like they have that technology and so when you see what seems to be you know a flying saucer it's actually future humans coming back to to you know I don't know, check up on us. I don't Look, know. Look, just because you right? bailed
2: on your theory, whatever you gotta do to get yourself back there, man, just go for it. I'm back.
0: Whatever. I'm I'm coming Connect back it. in a big way. Yeah, there's Connect a the there's a movie in there. Don't somewhere. lose hope, Copyright folks. Saturday Night
1: Freak Show. Yeah. That's uh that. another first? Maybe, maybe. Uh first movie where it assumes that human beings have uh colonized distant planets. <laughs> uh yeah. Because I'm telling you, like before this, the only thing that I can remember, and I watch like a bunch of these, you know, science fiction movies. They're all about like, you know, invaders, aliens coming to, our planet. coming to the, yeah. Or you've got humans on rocket ships going to the moon, and on the moon they find, or on Mars they find, you know, the women of Mars right,
2: or the, whatever, right, they, right, the <laughs> cannibal know? women tribe, yeah. <laughs> Venus or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And I know Planet of the Vampires was after this, but that had, like, a twist at the end that was pretty cool, the Mario Baba movie. But, yeah, I mean, prior to this, it was all, like, aliens from space coming to us, or we're, you know, on our rocket ship within our solar system. Yeah. You know, and this is, like, in the 23rd century, the far future, you know, we're piloting flying saucers, and we've established, like, bases on far distant planets.
2: And I love how they, they, they don't just say colonizing. They have to say conquering, too. Conquering and colonizing.
0: Oh, that's the fifties. You have yeah. to, yeah. yeah absolutely. We couldn't just be explorers. If I could go back in time, I would wait to the for Roddenberry to just be <laughs> explorers. In the fifties, we thought we were awesome, and we were <laughs> like America. You know, they just won the war, and all this. You know, like it was the time where, like, the world, um, the country was going to be you know, like, it's going to be perfect. We're going to have rocket ships in another yeah, couple yeah, of
1: years. The potential. That's but, back yeah. then when
2: we could just go World War II, drop the mic. and Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <That's-
0: laughs>
1: exactly. Well, so many other movies of that era, too, were concerned about. I think, like, the post-World War II, you know, the. The Atomic the, Age. Yeah. The Atomic Age stuff. And yeah. this movie, like, just doesn't deal with that at all. Except for mentioning
2: thermonuclear reactors, no. yep,
1: yeah. And the
2: planet didn't, you know. Well, it's super... Well, no, it did nuclear... Because the reactors went off.
1: But, yeah. But they, they but like, it.
2: harnessed the, mm-hmm. the energy. Well... well like, I, I also think the movie dealt, too, with man's... See, because back then, it was that fine line between religion and science, you know? And, and I think a lot of people were, we don't want to reach too close. You don't want to touch the hand of God because that can cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. And
1: that's what I think this kind of dealt with. Oh, wait. So I'm going to take, I'm going to retract my statement then. So this was about the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Kind of, right? So. It was like, if you find this, uh, yeah. they even call it like divine energy, basically at some point, these ra- this nearly divine race. Right. Just because energy. you have
2: the ability or the technology to create something or use something doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And that's what I think that pointed out, because even though you've created this perfect energy, this perfect machine, we're still, you know, fallible human beings. We make mistakes. We have our petty grievances, annoyances, you know, greeds that can get in the the way of what we've created and what it's used for. So. Right. And I think that kind of touched on that because, you know, it said our brains, we weren't. And here you got this guy playing God. You know, I'll give you the information. I think you're worthy of having. You're not smart enough to have it. Only I am. That's that's that that human quality. And even this enlightened Krell race that left all this fabulous technology behind, they succumbed to the same thing. Yeah, they were all killed on on one night. Yeah. Well, this is why because they the monsters of the id come for them too. Right.
1: Yeah, they forgot they were so enlightened. The monster of the id. And I like the way that Leslie Nielsen has to run around and go, what is the id? What is the id? I'm like, was this a new concept at the time? I mean, Freud was around from, since, like, what, the late 1800s, early 1900s? <laughs> yeah, but how many people were actually understood that at that time? When you go to the movies in the 1950s, you get
2: schooled. That's right. Oh yeah, you do. this was before Schoolhouse Rock. They didn't have time for that crap. You had to go to work on Saturday morning when you were twelve. You didn't have time to sit around and watch cartoons to explain. That's this. right. You had to get it at the movies.
1: Well, it's a pretty cool idea that you know. I mean, it's it it's In one hand, when you hear it, you know. I mean, it's like it seems like it might be hard to visualize. So if I try to explain it to the folks at home, it's like it, the in the movie, this uh, uh, crew of a spaceship is. Call, or they land on this planet that has uh, been a, the site of a past expedition, and they meet the only survivor, a guy named Morbius, and his daughter. And uh, soon they start to fall under the uh, these attack. Like the the doctor and his daughter have been living there for like twenty years, and have been safe, and have been safe.
0: Well, but was the daughter the daughter was born there? She right? was born there. Yeah, yeah.
1: The previous crew were all killed by some force, and then it went dormant. And now it's, like, killing them. This invisible thing is, like, killing them. And so they discover that this is all, like, because of this technology created by this alien race called the Krell, who, you know, they were trying to come up with something. that They were trying to, what was it, trying to escape the the bonds of, like, physical uh, technology or something like that? They didn't
2: want to have uh, instrumentation. They they just basically it would be free flowing thought and yeah. your thoughts would pure control creation everything.
1: yes yeah oh, okay so they you developed this technology you wouldn't
2: need dials you wouldn't need any of that you, yeah, just, yeah. you just think, think it, it, it would
1: be and it would materialize and Morbius of course being the only survivor of this thing goes and finds their laboratory and straps himself into it and he doesn't know it but you know by boosting his IQ so that he can create Robbie the robot, which I can't believe that in the 23rd century, nobody's made a robot before this because they're like, you you are a robot, aren't you? This is great. But they treat him like a human, like a
0: person. So I wonder if they do have robots, just not as sophisticated as him.
2: By then they should have Bishop from Aliens, for God's sake. They should, right? Or Data. Data? Data. Is that
0: 23rd century? But I, I like, I mean... Robbie the Robot's best quality is obviously that if you ingest him with, uh, like, a food or, you know. Or alcohol. Or alcohol. (laughs) He can recreate it. Bottle (laughs) and all. Bless you, Robbie. (laughs) 60 gallons, sir. He didn't even ingest the bottle, but he came up with, like, like all these bottles. Perfect matches with the bottle. Has the label printed on it. uh,
1: Perfect stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But the Krell technology, like, you know, since uh, uh, Morbius has been exposed to it, then it's his subconscious is running rampant and actually killing people, Mm -hmm. which is like that's it's cool, but like abstract, you know? And so the way that they try to literalize it, I mean, you've got a movie here where I think like you're set up to think just by you know i mean brent was saying you know you, i i don't trust that guy oh yeah yeah well based on his appearance you know he's got the the uh, widow's peak <laughs> you know he's all dressed in black he's but he just
2: does looks like he looks like the uh, evil wizard that lives next door to the mm-hmm. venture brothers mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes you know. so he reminded me of <laughs> yeah. yeah again and the venture brothers may have gotten that from this movie probably well and, like, and another thing the krell
2: the empire the krell race there's a race of aliens in Marvel called the Kree, so I'm thinking that's probably not
1: too far oh, from there right. either. Uh, Do they have yeah. giant machines underground like in Total Recall? Captain Marvel
0: and, oh, and all of them. And oh. the, the their tow truck thing, like the wheels on it, like Alien, right? Mm-hmm. Aliens, <laughs> aliens, like the, the giant metal wheels. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, like yeah. I said, most cannibalized movie ever. Because yeah. If you if you watch this, if you're a fan of modern science fiction or comics or or. Or, well, I guess science fiction television shows go back and watch this movie and watch all of the cross referencing and things you'll see. And you'll be like, oh my God, that's in this movie, that's in this comic, that's in- yeah. it's all in there, you know. And if you it's look back, so I, like I said, Stanley Roddenberry and uh, uh Lucas, they definitely caught on to a lot of this. <laughs>
0: that's right, yeah. George. I'm calling you out. You watch this, don't lie. We don't know worry, we George. Can. He's wearing a Star Wars t shirt. That's right. right. <laughs> I am
2: wearing your shirt as we speak, so. <laughs> that got you at probably 15 cents so don't be too mad at it.
1: <laughs> well, we should talk a little bit about the cast of this movie because yeah. we've got Leslie Nielsen. Yep, Leslie Nielsen. As the skipper, JJ Adams, not Abrams.
3: I know I was thinking JJ. <laughs>
1: they sent
3: him like, "Huh. <laughs> That's
0: close."
2: That's where he picked his
1: directing name. Yeah, maybe right. JJ sounds again. Yeah, again. Boom! Wow! It's like this is a history capsule, time capsule. It is. Um, I think it's it's interesting. Well, I'm mean, okay. Well, I, I mean, about the guy, you know, I mean Leslie Nielsen. I think is like known to everybody now. as, you know the funny man the buffoon, from the, from the movies. Naked Gun.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, from Naked Gun. I went back and actually looked because, like, I remember. Like, it, it feels to me like airplane, airplane, Naked man. Gun, repossessed, Spy Hard. You know, yeah. like all that stuff. Day of the Animals. But it's actually
2: <laughs> don't don't overlook it. He was he was a he, that's the meanest I've ever seen. Him
1: well, no, no, I, yeah, but in that's the, what, I guess my point is that he did uh, airplane, but then after that he, did, he was in prom night, like right creep after show. that, and creep show. You know, I mean, like he was still in like episodes of Murder She Wrote. He did a fuckload of TV and you know a lot of TV. I mean, like all these guys were like. Back in those days, you just did the raw hides. Yeah, and you the, did whatever
2: you there yeah. was available. There wasn't. Dr. I don't. Th- I don't think it had such a, a stank to go from being in a movie to a TV show. I don't think so. As yeah. it does now. Yeah. Oh, you're
0: major. Mo- you can't do TV. Well, I think it's, it's getting pretty- better now.
2: A little, a little. Better. Well, it's getting better when you're getting into these things like some of the Marvel uh, TV shows yeah. and the DC TV. You know, they're trying to push and get better actors in those. But right. again, yeah. it's still
0: some actors view it as going backwards. Yeah. Well, yeah, there is a stronger, more of a stigma than there was, apparently.
1: Well, he was never a movie star, either. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, yeah. when you're just, like, a working actor, you go from, like, you know, TV to movies and wherever the hell you can get paid, kind of. Right. I mean, he's in this, but he's, like, third build. Is he? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Walter Pidgeon and Francis and, and then, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Oh, oh. But he's, like, the star, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, he's the captain of the fucking ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But I like how it's... He's in yeah. it the most, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: think he was actually, like, a movie star until, like, Naked Gun. Really? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, after Naked Gun, it was like you would cast Leslie Nielsen as the lead guy in Dracula, Dead and Loving It. People will yeah. go mm-hmm. seeing it because Leslie Nielsen's in it, or Spy yeah. Hard, or a bunch of movies I'm forgetting about that he was in that were all...
0: Stan Helsing. Stan Anything.
1: Helsing, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anything by the Zucker Brothers. Yeah, Zucker An American
1: Brothers. Carol yes Uh, yeah he's probably <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> but yeah I've seen him in a
2: bunch of well scary see, movie I grew up scary movie yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I grew awesome. up watching you know 70s TV shows early so like you said there's a lot of them that were in that they'd be in the love boats the fantasy islands yeah. the Charlie's Angels Beretta yeah.
1: whatever they just that's these people
2: oh yeah, yeah love
0: boat yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah,
2: that's where careers went to die yeah. that in fantasy island yep. it would take them love boat would take them to fantasy island where their career <laughs> would finish dying
0: <laughs> they'd be done after that yes exactly yeah
1: <laughs> Well, what was the, uh, I mean, would you think, of, you know, seeing Leslie Nielsen, like, in, you know, whatever, 30 years younger than. I, well, I, we uh, recognize, you and I recognize uh, him. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I knew he was in the. You know, I didn't, I, I think.
3: Well, you had said that Leslie Nielsen was in this movie, and then when we started it, I forgot. And I keep looking at the captain, and I'm like, God, looks so familiar but this movie's from 56 what the hell would i have seen him in
1: yeah <laughs> like yeah.
3: He, he looks so familiar though who like, is he yeah Yeah.
1: well did it like i mean on this viewing did, knowing that leslie nielsen is primarily a funny man right yeah. did it make it hard to you well, know that's
3: probably why it didn't click because it was i hadn't seen him yeah. in this kind of role before Cause he's always
0: like goofy, yeah. And it was such a straight role, like, and his voice was a little different. Um, I mean, you could see it in his eyes and his nose, you could oh, yeah. see Leslie Nielsen, but other than that, like, I couldn't yeah,
3: see it because his we hair's not white. Shots. Oh, hot, shots. <laughs> go ahead.
1: but I mean, it didn't. It, I mean, because this is always my concern with like old movies, it's like if you want to recommend somebody like go back and watch these movies, it's like sometimes like who an actor becomes later in their career. You can't go back and watch the early stuff without bringing the baggage of, you know, like, I can't take anything this guy seriously because I've seen him do Naked Gun, right? Yeah, so you right. can't go but back to But you're saying he didn't really head. have that no. issue with it. Well, that's good. Uh,
0: I didn't. I mean, I, it's, he just seemed like as as some uh, there was i would forget that it was leslie nielsen well like you said you're you're also not seeing white-haired
2: leslie nielsen yeah, this true. is younger you know so you're thinking oh this was before he did all this so yeah i, I that would make it easier to separate
0: i mean yeah. i i almost didn't recognize him i mean you can when you you know once you're told that it's him but yeah,
3: i don't think i would have put it together it just would have bothered me throughout the whole movie like who the fuck is he <laughs> well
2: that's like i i could have swore i saw skipper from gilligan's island in one scene i think that was him. now and, and a lot of people People won't know this if you were born, you know, after 1975, but Earl Holliman, who played the sh- cook, he was actually one of the cops on Police Woman with Angie Dickinson, a television cop show in the 70s. And I knew him from that, but I could have swore Alan Hale was in there, and it, I didn't see Not his in name the in the credits. No, but yeah.
1: Richard Anderson was, because yeah. he was, uh was he Quinn or whatever, the Quinn, radio dude? The chief, or the, yeah, was it chief? He yeah, the chief, and yeah. he was Oscar Goldman in The Six Million Dollar Man. Yep. Yeah, okay, that's oh. all I got. I didn't recognize anybody else. I don't know <laughs> no. who Walter Pigeon is, and I don't know who Anne Francis Walter is. Sorry, Pigeon. I don't kill Walter Pigeon was the doctor. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Morbius. But yeah. I mean, I don't well, know Anne Francis. Work. And, okay, so I looked her up, and she was in some show called Honey West, where she was yeah. Honey West for a little while. Right. Hmm.
2: Seriously, you've seen Reservoir Dogs, and you don't? Never mind. They help about, me out. They talk about Honey West. I Let's thought. hear it. Or no, they talk. No, they talk they about Pam uh, Greer. Pam and what's the other one? Honey something. Oh. I thought they were talking about Honey West, but yeah, she's Honey West. I've got Honey oh, West. Oh, Honey Boo Boo. No. <laughs> nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> no, but anyway, I was just thinking it's...
3: Oh. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I got it.
2: Gosh, dang it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, but yeah, Honey West is honey a bear? character that... Uh, Moonstone comics brought back here recently and I got into those, but uh,
1: maybe the TV show is based on a comic book. I don't know. She's no, got like a hundred the other way around, but yeah. She's still working and she's got like hundred and sixty-seven credits to her name. She's still working, huh? I think so. In mostly TV Walter Oh, he's dead. No. Walter Pigeon, oh, no, uh, Walter Pigeon is also dead. Uh, all right, so here's the thing about Anne. Francis, because we were talking earlier about like how Frank. in the '50s Brent wants to travel back in time in the 1950s because oh, that God was sake. when yes. uh, America was awesome. <clears throat> yes, and you know, yeah, America. So, Jenny, as the female representative of the Saturday Night Freak Show tonight, what did you think about Anne Francis and her predicament in this film? We're talking gender politics of the 1950s compared to today.
2: Inquiring minds want to know. How did you feel that Leslie Nielsen basically blamed her for almost getting raped because of how she was dressed? How did that make you feel as a woman?
1: Well, Robbie the Robot was also like, oh, a housewife's dream because he could like cook and clean.
3: Um. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that scene. That was that was very very rude and uncalled for. Right. But to be fair, I mean, she could have used another inch on her all of her dresses and barely <laughs> barely covered up her ass. But that doesn't give him the right to talk to her that way. That's for sure. Yeah, and and especially when her dad's just letting her run around like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was the thing, was the thing. But, yeah. and, and basically, and, did anyone notice the way he put his arm around
0: her? Yeah, yeah, yeah they've
2: been alone for
3: a long time.
0: Oh, it was nice. a little. It
3: could have been a little Arkansas. Creepy. He's like, I'm going to go to let
0: the death. Like <laughs> I'll see you later.
2: i am going to tuck was, you in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Dang. and I'm sorry, but is it just me or did anybody else catch all those veiled references? And some of the phallic symbols in that movie were a little over the top. Oh, like that one piece yeah. of equipment they put together to hold up with hands. Disney right. was it's like, come on, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that is like a major subplot to this movie, right? Is that, you know, th- these are all like these military guys who have been out in space for God knows how long, and they land on this planet where this guy, it's just him and his uh, daughter, who's never seen another per- human person, another man, yeah or a human i guess right right
3: those two on the end are (laughs) poor guy in the middle
1: (laughs) oh
0: yeah Yeah. she totally dogs on the guy in the middle (laughs) yeah the doctor
3: those two on the end and
2: and i can speak for on the military end of it i've I've been on long deployments we never pulled into port went to a house and asked the dad hey you know we've been out there a long time so would
1: you mind if we borrow your daughter yeah that's basically the way they made it right right? i'm like no you He's know, like, yes, so I, I, I need know. to yeah. at some point send her to Earth, you know, to complete her natural development. And the guy's like, yeah, pretty soon, I think, oh, or something God. like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> <that's> real. It's <laughs> your yeah. desert dad, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can we borrow her? Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Basically. So there's a lot yeah. of, like, that sense of, like, you know, Anne Francis is, you know. Uh, She's just an Just an by being yes. in the yeah. movie. Being
3: completely exploited. Throws exactly. all these
1: guys into, like, this, uh, you know, like. Kinda of, they're all uh, off mission kind of trying to gain her affection.
0: Right. <laughs> Based on her blonde hair and her short short skirts and short short huge, shorts, huge and her feet. And her huge feet. I don't see that. I I didn't. <laughs> look we all have our things, man. I'm sorry. I thought for sure she was skinny dipping. In that pool, no, I thought yeah, that's no, what no, they
3: were had trying to do. On, though. Yeah. yeah,
1: but the line, like but the way I don't it was think written, it was
3: supposed to. I think it was supposed to look like she was skinny dipping, yeah. but because it was the 1950s, they wouldn't even put her in a bathing suit. On. That's why I'm wondering why yeah.
1: they just didn't cut the scene before she got out. Because when yeah. she gets yeah. out, you can tell she's wearing something. When she's in the water, it's like a flesh. Colored, you know, thing, and he says, you know, like, oh, I didn't bring my bathing suit. She's like, what's a bathing suit? Like, oh, and it's like it's got that fifties era of like, oh, I'm going to turn around, and you know, like, oh, well, but you got to
2: think back then there were (laughs) a lot of twists in Hollywood. You know, people that were high ups they were having their little giggles and laughs because they put these things in that would get by. That's when the gag uh, cartoon magazines were around, and that was a lot of kind of sexually blown up the dress kind of humor. And, and I think that kind of carries into a lot of this, the films of this time. But
1: did you get the feeling they were getting something over, like past the censors? I I mean, it really felt, some of it had a lot of,
2: yeah, oh, there was some of it that was just blatant. I don't see how they could. Seriously, anyone who had, I mean, I understand we're still talking about 1950s mentalities, so they hadn't gotten to the point, they were still called stress relievers back then, but when they're hooking that thing to the machine, come on, for Christ's sake, anybody that's ever went to the bathroom knows what that looks like, you know, I'm sorry, but any guy, so yeah, any sensor that looked at that and didn't catch that,
4: yeah.
0: And he says something like a shaft us, but you're gonna have to ride all night. Yeah,
2: that's (laughs) what I'm saying. It was, it was, yeah, it wasn't hidden that well.
1: That Just went. (laughs) I did not see that. I was like, I'm sitting there, like going, like, huh? Look at the more decent time in America, like when you could trust people to, like, basically just not be jerks all the time, and you know. (laughs) But then there's the then you got these guys writing jokes. Yeah, yeah. So it's there.
2: It's there, and like I said, it's just it's. I, I think some of it was done as humor. But a lot of it was the mentality back then. Because at that time, unfortunately, women were considered just objects. They were just there. You know, they needed a man to take care of them. Like, she couldn't Don't survive. you want
3: to kiss me? Everyone else does. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's read Everyone all this poetry and all this yeah. stuff. where like, I'm still completely oblivious. So it's like she couldn't have been oblivious. She's read stuff. She knows how humans deal with each other. She just well, hasn't actually done she just it herself. doesn't see point to it. And That's where, I mean,
0: it would be, I think, more interesting if, and this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but, you know, if she was the id, you know, in the situation well, where she almost has, like, these two personalities or these multiple personalities. Because there's that because scene where repressed. she wakes up and
1: she's like, oh, I, I just had a, a horrible dream. Yeah. I think that, and that, that was
2: right after the main attack. That's yeah, what I thought. I, I thought think they were used, trying to yeah. do
1: that as misdirection. But, I mean, yeah. like, I don't. But she's not really repressed, is she? She's, like, completely free-spirited, like, right, I don't know. She's, she really things, she's just, right?
2: just kind yeah. of yeah. oblivious. Like,
1: when the one guy was kissing, she's just like, yeah.
3: I don't yeah. Know. I, There's no stimulation. There's, yeah, but, there's then, <laughs> but then a day later,
2: or however much time passed, she's, oh, I'll come with you to Earth, my love, With to Leslie Nielsen. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah. Really you got over that hurdle pretty quick. Well, because, you know, I mean, he was being a jerk to her, but they, I think oh, they she had right. a, the the chemistry. Okay, was and, there. okay
2: thank yeah. you. And what does that show? Treat a girl nice like you like her, she's gonna
1: reject you. You treat her like shit and
2: smack her in the face, she's gonna clamor to oh, that you. That's was, that that mentality. was explicit
1: because the one yeah. guy who was like, oh yeah, he had fire in his eyes when he looked at me. The guy's mm-hmm. like, and she turns to him, and she's like, no fire in oh, the thank goodness. T- you don't have fire in your eyes. Like, oh, wait. I'm yeah. not
2: completely. But you see what I'm saying? They did. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's yeah. disgusting because if you really look at it, that's what it is. She didn't go for the guy that was going to kind of try and be nice to her or whatever. He was playing her anyway, the way he was acting. But oh, yeah. she went for the one that she hates. and it, Oh, my God. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. it.
1: Well, it's also kind of always amusing to me how, like, you know, a potential conflict. Which I guess would have in this movie delayed the story and made things go on and on and on is the fact that you know you've got all of these guys pining for the girl, but particularly the uh whatever Jeffrey James whatever the fuck, Larry what was his name Jerry Jerry. Jerry Jerry Larry Jerry, and the Larry. captain Jerry right?
2: the captain and yeah doc didn't have any he no, was, doc was more interested sh- in getting. Into the Should lab like and hooking that. up his big machine, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah.
1: married back home. Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's what we call it.
3: <laughs> she didn't like. She said she didn't like him. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. You on the end. You. You
1: not so much. Oh, yeah, but he gonna, had, They had that have that scene where, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the captain oh, says, you know, Robbie. Robbie. that uh, Larry's got to <laughs> stay behind, or Jerry's oh, got to no. stay behind and like look after the ship. Yeah. And it's like it's like yeah okay I know what's going on and then they're like these guys are getting into a fight and then like mm-hmm. the next scene is like well she picked a better man they're like what the I don't know it yeah just seemed <laughs> like it was kind of it was it was kind of <laughs> yeah. fleeting
2: love in space
1: yeah
0: uh, you won maybe it's All right, cool they're good though 4% right higher yep. they get over things quicker I don't know well and I mean even in that 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 scene when he says you know you're the captain. <laughs> Or you're the commander, and the commander do rank has its privileges. Yeah, and then that's when like Leslie Nielsen says something about how like I would never, you know, use my privileges to To take take the the advantage advantage you were. Yeah, Yeah. the advantage. see,
2: because
1: he's the good guy in the end.
0: Yeah, so he was kind of like he put him in his place, but then he also for the wrong reasons put the girl in her place. He he showed he was the alpha at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he came in and he.
1: Well, there was a couple other things too, where like there was a conflict between Morpheus, Morbius, 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 Morbius and the, the Captain, right? Yeah. Where it was like those, you know, seemed like they could have escalated into something bigger, but never really did. It was like, okay, Captain, I see that you've invaded my privacy and done all this other shit. Yeah, I'm going to show you my secret do. Yeah. yeah, but it's okay. Feel yeah. free to have sex with my daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the future, though, maybe that's what we're missing here. Maybe it's the future, and sexual mores are different I'm in the future
2: not
0: that yeah well there's there seems to be a great deal of uh like cooperation not cooperation, but behaving like not not stepping out of line, especially when you're dealing with a movie where rank is a big issue right you know? I mean it's a lot of. Very good, sir. I, aye, aye, Captain. Aye,
1: aye. Aye, aye. Like, a lot of, a lot of I, aye. Yeah, yeah, they rely heavily on, like, the uh, protocol of... Yes. The naval protocol.
0: The naval protocol fact. and, yeah. oh, Also borrowed by Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> Except for the, the cook was off doing his own thing. <laughs> what, what was his name? Cookie. Cookie. Look, I'm military. <laughs> Cooks <throw> are always <laughs> off
2: doing their own thing. You don't question them. You know why? Because they... Don't screw with the people that handle your food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point.
3: Cookie wants to go booze in the woods? Yeah, let
2: him do it. Cookie's booze that. It helps him sleep off what he's got to put in the food later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm just going to go off and find some radishes. Yeah. Where are you? You're on an alien planet. There's no radishes a out there. A planet that apparently has deer and tiger. Well, they explain, they explain that.
2: They
0: that. Yeah, they yeah.
2: do. Because, Thought projections. Because the, that race came back. So was that tiger from the future or the past? Because they came and got him.
0: Oh, I hope it's a
2: future tiger. You're setting tiger. him up. I'm
3: future tiger.
0: tiger. <laughs> I'm throwing it across the uh, plate. That's true because the race came back. That's so fair. like maybe they had picked this up whole, the tiger his
3: eyes just
0: a different like like <laughs> on Earth at a different time period. And they are collecting, because, you know, in Flight of, Na- Flight of the Navigator, which, oh, sh- wait, we already watched that. But with Flight <laughs> of the Navigator, uh, they're collecting samples from different planets mm-hmm. of species.
1: Yeah, but these guys so did it in the past. They doing. It's amazing, Brent, how <laughs> even when the movie doesn't have anything to do with time travel, in the year of time travel, we can talk about time travel. It's fascinating. It's amazing. How that works. It is. Have,
2: you ever noticed when Brent, so have you ever noticed when Brent's eyes light up when he talks about time it, travel? It looks like the infinity symbol.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Except for last week.
0: Last we week. My, my,
3: or two weeks ago. My eyes
1: are dead. Well, we're bringing that back. We're going to bring yeah. it back slowly every we're episode just, until in, yeah, until you are restored to your original 50. condition. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We'll take Faith, you back in time and nervous. Nervous. <laughs> I haven't lost hope.
0: <laughs> I, still believe, hope. I still believe. I still believe there is a new hope. But
2: this, I mean, and I sat through a lot of these 50s movies on the creature features and, and, and monster matinees on Saturdays. And there were some horrible ones. I mean, they were just God awful. This was actually pretty well done for that time. Yeah. I mean, there were ones that you could just tell that's a Gila monster. It's crawling over a model city. Oh, I've seen that's that movie. List.
1: You know the one I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. 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 Isn't the, the giant Gila monster. Yeah. yeah. And the, well, there's
2: ones where there's two lizards in and let them fight with each other. It's like, uh-huh. yeah. well, we can't say no animals were harmed in the making of this film, because that one just killed the other one. Right. Yeah. That was back before that happened. When mm-hmm. did they start doing that in Hollywood? I don't know. Was it at, somebody it, it said it was, it was after Billy Jack when that horse fell down the hill. Oh, no, it broken. was uh, Heaven's Gate.
1: Heaven's Gate was the movie they blew a horse up. in that what yeah, yeah, they're throwing sticks of dynamite and they blow a horse up. Oh, shit. And at that one, it was like, okay, from here on out, we have to have uh, National Humane Society supervision Jeez. on everything. You know, they blew a horse. Yeah, because, yeah,
2: I mean, I remember watching movies like Willard and Ben and there's rat handlers, and at the end, it specifically says, no rats were harmed in the making of this movie. And, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: Was it? Them, was them the one with the big
2: ants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They.
1: they. No, it was them. Them? Mm-hmm. Them. Them, them yeah. with an exclamation mark. Yes. Them! Yeah, yeah. The they was that other crappy... Oh uh, Yeah, Wes Craven presents they. No they- no giant ants in that one. No. there yeah. should have been. Would have made it better. Huh. Yeah. All right, we time for a wrap-ups. Wrap-ups on uh, Forbidden Planet? Or we got more to say? Wait, we nailed everything?
3: I, I have a question. Did you think it was weird because this was the 50s and women tended to be more curvy back in the 50s? Like Marilyn Monroe, she was That's wasn't... what I
2: prefer. That's what I grew up watching, Those. So that's why, to me, today. I just I, was shocked think... that
3: she was so thin with yeah, it being she was. 56. Because you're only thinking well, of Jane
2: Russell and Marilyn yeah. Monroe back then. They were definitely curvy women. Uh, uh, Jane Mansfield. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just
3: thought that was. That was something I noticed that I thought was interesting for the time period. As yeah, well. she
2: was. Yeah, I guess she was a little. She didn't have the hourglass figure that was so prominent mm-hmm. in Hollywood back then.
1: Yeah, well, I don't remember. I mean, like I'm trying to think of something because this is again, it's 50s, right? This, mm-hmm. is, this is before the miniskirt. Mm-hmm. But she's wearing like oh yeah. close, super close. short yeah, it's skirts above
0: the knee. <clears throat> it's above the cheek.
3: Yeah, she's wearing, She's prating around in those v- <laughs> those little dresses, but. God forbid they have her in a bathing suit for when she's supposed to be skinny dipping. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
3: I mean, it's not. And they different. put her in
1: like new costumes in every yeah. scene, but I think that's just you know, what you do when you have a leading lady that's you know, good looking. <laughs> new, I want a new outfit every why scene.
0: Why she didn't get more upset when <clears throat> that poor tiger got vaporized?
1: Because they can think another one exists. No, I don't know. That was that was built from DNA that they the Krell had collected. In Robbie can just eat the by visiting thing. Earth or something. Poop uh, out another one. Whatever Robbie true. does, I don't know how where it came out of. They they,
2: they explain that he ingests it through this port. His chemical lab is here. Well, <laughs> then the next place would be down below. So where does yeah, all this just come? Just as out he out of?
1: can make, he can make it. Though. Well, yeah. So he has raw materials. Oh, so he generates the raw weight. materials too. And then, yeah, he's got
2: the chemical lab in his belly.
1: Yeah.
0: At one point, they talk about a disposal facility, and I was hoping yeah, I was, it would be Robbie's <laughs> ass. Like, like a hatch opens up and they dispose of you whatever. Sick they,
1: bastard! <laughs> but it well, was true. The case. Like his chest did open up for the. This, yeah. You just put it in through the aperture here.
0: Yeah, so it's like a chest thing that, like, a VHS machine. Yeah. You put it oh in. Oh my God.
2: Got a <laughs> we have time traveled
0: again to my first episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all
0: hail the VHS
1: machine. But no, all a all serious. S- hail? Oh, I all
0: goodness. hail. All hail. Oh, wait, we're doing a thing. A serious question, though, about that tiger. <laughs> Why didn't that tiger recognize her? <laughs> Why did he? Why didn't he? He did not. Yeah, because well, that's what cause she he was, says. He's like, he didn't recognize
1: me. The only thing that I could uh, see, for some reason, I thought that the the tiger was still somehow a projection of the environment. So the Krell technology was creating, you know, the, the wildlife. <clears throat> well, I don't know if they're little say, gauges that do 10 point. to the 10 to the 10 to the, you know, power yeah. of 10 to the infinity, yeah. like we're ticking or anything, but like to have those things there... Was somehow expending the you know the power of that massive you know building that's well, 70 floors s- below the you know whatever the planet surface. And so whenever she aligns herself, body and soul, it says, uh Elizabeth Nielsen says, <clears throat> Yeah, the tiger is then like responding to Morpheus or Morb Morbius' uh you know antagonism toward the captain. Well, because
2: okay. at the one point he said. Oh, when they were pulling their ray guns, when the tiger... Oh, no, no, no. And then they went to walk out, and he's like, well, no, around... If it's not around my daughter, it's still a dangerous beast. Right. So she had some kind of mind control, but I'm wondering if that dream kind of messed that up. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. when she had the dream, maybe that severed the connection.
3: But the was always him before the dream did. Yeah,
1: if it was always him, you know, somehow, like, willing all of this stuff Mm. to exist, you know, his daughter was never a threat. In some way, he never he was never angry at her. I guess that's true. Yeah, but the fact that she was thinking about leaving and And aligning herself with this guy instead of him,
2: then yeah, punished. Yeah, punished. Betty Page, right there. Uh They were doing the punishing in the fifties. Ask Betty; she'll tell you. (laughs) Anyway, here we go again with the nineteen fifties bunch of perverts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The fifties.
2: They just were repressed. That's all.
1: Yeah.
0: I would absolutely go back there, not for the repression, but for the idea. I mean, like, if you were an old man, or if I were an old man in the 50s. I am an old man. Oh, not in the 50s. In the in the 50s, and you died, say, in 55, your last thoughts have to be that, 50. you know, I mean, it's going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you have to think that on that track, on the, if if we're projected to stay on this track, like... By two, the 2000s, the we'll world is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> time travel, hover cars, rocket packs, you know, the whole nine yards, everything. <laughs> like floating cities, all that shit.
4: Yeah.
0: Floating cities. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. On the moon. In yeah. the clouds. In the clouds. Yeah. Cloud cities. Yeah. But, uh, I saw I, the I World's
1: Fair in 1938 when I was there. Because I time travel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alan, where is your time travel device?
3: Don't tell him! Don't no, tell him! Tell right there uh, on the
0: wall. We just time traveled in <laughs> to 1950 tonight. He's on
3: a timeout for all the.
0: Does okay? Here's a quick question: Does Napoleon Dynamite count as a time? No! Travel no, no, no! 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 Maybe? No. Because the jewels and the no. uh, kill. Kill. Okay. No. <laughs> Fair enough.
3: Thank you, Gary. No.
0: <laughs> there are some bridges you just cannot build. <laughs> So, I can't bring that? Nobody wants no,
2: to watch it? No. Wants <laughs> no. <to do> that. <laughs> <laughs> movies that have Humanimous. flashback sequences do not count as time travel movies either.
0: Right. Well, technically all movies are from the past. Then, That's then, what I just then. said. Oh.
2: You, say, I, you said, where's your time machine? I said, it's right there. We just traveled to 1950. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yep. All right. So, Brent, you're up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I think that the Forbidden Planet is well it says right on the cover it's amazing.
3: It's amazing. It's
0: amazing. Um cover I, art never lies. I think it's an ambitious science fiction film for the time. Um you know and I am guilty of getting caught up in the idea that you know I, I am jaded and I am uh spoiled by today's movies because they take the camera outside. Uh in this movie you stay on a set, but I mean it's elaborate. The sets are elaborate, and the matte paintings are great. They're genius. They're 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 huge. Like Colin said, and they're well, you you know, the, the whole, detail, like you said, you fit the whole crew or yeah. cast in every shot. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gary. That's a big thing for the fifties. Yeah. You know, the, the whole Cinescope. the whole crew is in the shot. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, and I think that this movie, I think, I think it's very well done, and I think it is ahead of its time. It touches on ideas that are obviously they've been like Gary says, they've been cannibalized up through the years, but uh I or influenced, you know, they influenced so much in science fiction that I think it's an important film to watch. And I think that uh if you haven't seen it, go rent it or get it. It's on Blu-ray. Um and it looks pretty good. Uh and Robbie the Robot is great. It's fantastic. And it's 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 again, it's it's a high it's it's concepts of a robot that I think uh, no other film realized at the time, especially, but, um, uh, it took a number of years for that to start, you know, that idea to start coming out. Uh, but, um, I mean, obviously RoboCop, did we mention RoboCop? That's a big
1: influence. <laughs> it's one of the great American it's influenced robots. by this. You know film. what movie we forgot Oh, to what are you saying? By the laws of... Yeah. Yeah. Of <clears> the <throat> robots.
2: Yeah.
0: What? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. and We forgot that.
2: Oh, God.
1: You, have you ever seen The Black Hole? Yeah. Black Hole is this movie. They get a re- distress call from... It's a ship and not a planet. There's one guy alive. and All the crew is dead. What happened to the crew? There's, I think, a scene where they ride down a... They get in, like, the... You know, the like they car. did here, where it was like, we're going to show you the the technology. You ride the little... Yeah. It's all there. There's robots.
3: Hold
2: you. This movie was the grandfather of them all. Yeah. It's
3: the granddaddy of tomorrow. It yep. says on the case. See?
0: Granddaddy of
2: tomorrow. The
3: granddaddy of tomorrow.
0: Wow, um, that that says it all. Uh, it's there. One thing I don't like about the 1950s movies is, well, maybe not all of them, but specifically this one.
2: The sci-fi movies, more or less.
0: Maybe, maybe the sci-fi, but it, it feels like it took us a long time to get to the plot, Point. like the driving force behind it. Um, there's because there's a lot of, like, I would say that maybe the first half hour or maybe 45 minutes seems to be just a lot of talking, you know, back and forth. And I know that they're...
2: they're well, we talk about that. It's the theories. They're explaining theories. They're, they're yeah. explaining the scientific behind it. That, but that nowadays, they just go past all
0: that. You don't get the id. I mean, the footprints don't happen until, what, like, 45 minutes in or <clears> something. Like It's, a, it's, a, ways it's in. a ways in. And then that's, that's where watching it, I noticed I, I felt like... Oh, now we got, you know, like that's something now that, the that's, gonna start. yeah, that's why we're watching the film kind of, but it's the fifties and there are, there are other, you do, you learn and you, there's other aspects of it and it's really, it's, it's actually a very pretty film. Um, the sets are pretty awesome and the effects are good. I mean, like Colin was saying, yeah, they use that shit all the way up through the eighties. <laughs> So, uh, I would recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Do it.
3: <laughs> um, I enjoy watching this movie. It's just interesting to me to see the evolution of how everything has evolved since then and how this was such a big deal in the 1950s, which I understand, but how, how much it's changed and how technology has grown, uh, to what it is today. But, Hearing how you guys reference all different things, like if you're a big fan of comic books like Gary or Star Trek or Star Wars, I definitely think you should see this movie because that is very interesting. I didn't know any of those references right. personally, but it, I mean, that is very interesting to me to hear that, you know, it's cannibalized as we've been saying uh, tonight. But yeah, it was, I liked it. It was, um, it was entertaining. I don't know if I'll watch it again, <laughs> but I liked <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Travis,
0: one
2: time... <laughs> well, but like she, she doesn't feel like it. she's wasted part of her life, no. at least, so... <laughs>
3: no, no, not at all. But yeah, I do, if you're a big uh, Star Trek, Star Wars <laughs> movie buff, or a big comic book fan... I definitely think you should check it out. It, you would appreciate it more than I do, I guess. If that makes sense.
2: All right. Um, one of the points that Brent had touched on uh, about how the movie kind of drug along. I think now, a- as moviegoers, there's we've seen it all, you know. So we don't have to have it explained to us. We know where it's going. We don't need you to waste you know thirty minutes explaining it. But this is all new territory back then. So they did have to take that, I think, a little bit more time with it, you yeah. know, and and I think that's why they did it. Well, I'm it sure they're showing it off, it, Yeah, too. and it does make it slow at points for sure. They want to show off, like you said, all the great you know shots they're doing and things like that. So they want to pull that off. And it, it's one of those movies. Like I said, I sat through a bunch of the schlocky you know horror host movies from back in that time, and there was a there was a lot of bad ones. There's some good ones. This is this is definitely one that I haven't seen since I was a kid. And I am i was remembering parts of it as I go along, you know. And uh, it's still entertaining to me. The thing is, we call it cannibalizing. Hollywood calls it homages, whatever. We both know what it is. It's You stole a plot point. It, just admit it. But anyway, but you do see a lot of it in, in Marvel comics, especially Stan. Like I said, Stan and, and uh, uh, Jack Kirby and all those guys, they had to be fans of this film because they... A lot of what they did relates to this. Uh, we can see some of the technology, and we've talked about Star Wars, Star Trek, even Battlestar Galactica, you know, things like that. And the, some of the vehicles, things like that, the ship, the the little chariot car that Robbie rode around in, we've, and, and the the tow truck thing we saw. Yeah. That, did it not look like a tow truck? That's kind of what it looked like, yeah. that yeah, thing with the it, magnet yeah. on the back. But, yeah, it did look like the car from Aliens. Yes. Or the the the, the, Battlecraft.
0: The wheels, for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I mean, all of this is carried on. and, 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 And whether it is a tip of the hat to the movie, which is what most directors will say, is, oh, I was a fan of this film when I was a kid, you know, so this is my tip of the hat to it. But some of it's just blatant. I mean, when you start getting into Star Trek and the connections here... Star Wars, a little bit, you know, like you said, C-3PO, and I know how many languages, and, you know, so there are definite connections, you know, and you can see, I, I think a lot of these guys, there's a there's a documentary called The Sci-Fi Boys. Watch that. It's it's all about guys that grew up watching Harryhausen and things like that, and Ed Wood, and, and they've seen all these old schlocky movies, and they fell in love with them, and they grew up to become directors. Peter Jackson, uh, Spielberg, uh, uh, oh, God. American Werewolf and London, I'm blanking. John Landis. John Landis, thank you. (laughs) These are all guys that grew up loving this. In fact, if you ever want to watch it, I've got the documentary. I'll borrow it to you, but it's called Sci-Fi Boys. But, uh, again, these, these are great movies for me just because it kind of brings back that childhood memory. The only thing we were missing, you know, I think, Colin, you know, since you're hosting, you could have at least put on a cape and a hat and got up there and done some skits in between. But whatever, <laughs> you know, maybe next time. But, but yeah, Forbidden Planet is definitely one of those you. movies that if you like science fiction, uh, if you're a fan of the modern era, you need to go back and watch this and see where it all came from because it's definitely connected to this film. So I I'd give it a strong recommendation.
1: Uh, my first experience with Forbidden Planet, and it's like forever, like you know, locked into my psyche. It's uh, musically, uh, in John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, babysitters are watching, or uh, Laurie Strode is watching, like, Dr. Dementia's or Demento's, like, all night horror thing or whatever, and Forbidden Planet is on that scene when, uh, she looks across the street and sees Michael Myers, you know, like standing out there, or he's carrying the body of Annie, like into the house is the sound of the, uh, on the TV. It's the sound of the ship landing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can never like separate those two. Whatever, it's like, okay. you know, you see like <laughs> Michael Myers carrying the, <clears throat> so then I was like, well, I got to find out what this movie is, you know, forbidden planet, you know? Uh, and, um, I found out that it's actually, you know, I mean, you know, when, you, when we talk about, you know, I mean, science fiction, I think in the 50s, like we were saying, was more of like something for for kids. And here you've got like, you know, these people taking this absolutely seriously. You know, I mean, it's not like a junky science fiction movie. I mean, it's like, you know, we're going to load it with a bunch of uh, I think there's a lot of intelligence in the script. <clears throat> Uh, just from like the nuts and bolts, like the uh, the engineering aspects or the science aspects of it, I don't know how much of it is true. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say that I understand like all the shit that they're throwing, all the terminology, because I'm not as smart as probably the guy who wrote this movie.
4: <clears throat>
1: but I do know that they borrowed the entire uh, scenario for this movie from William Shakespeare's The Tempest. <laughs> in that in that play, there's a guy named Prospero, and he's on this island. He co- with his daughter. And he causes this tempest that shipwrecks this ship on his uh, land, and I know there's a guy named Caliban, who's like another wizard or magician who's like, you know, he's, so you've
2: you got the, the id monster. You, of the Titans.
1: <clears throat> that's Calabos. Calibos, Calibus, oh, damn yeah. it. Yeah, Caliban's right. the name of the Frankenstein monster in Penny Dreadful. Okay. All right. There's another Caliban. one of those like really weird, you know... <laughs> Segways? Uh, like, you know, the six degrees of, whatever the fuck, I don't know. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's you know, when you uh when you look it's it's almost like I appreciate this I think I appreciate this movie more as a uh connect as the connecting tissue in like a long line of film history maybe than I do as a movie itself. I think yeah, you know, a lot of the concepts that are in this you've seen so many times now that if you go back to just watch this as like, you know, hey, this is going to be like an awesome movie. Well, you know, I mean, it's got 50s era pacing, which means they're going to talk a lot more than they show. There's stuff that happens off screen. A guy gets like killed and apparently to torn apart and the entrails are all over, the, are control, all over yeah. the control room that you never see that. And it's right. sparkling <laughs> clean the next time you yeah. see the control room. Yeah. 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 There's it seems like there's a lot of stuff like that where we're talking about, you know, you're creating like theater of the mind, the whole Krell thing. You never see them at all. Mm-hmm. You don't no, no visual representation of what they look like at all. It just is like, we're going to throw it out there. You know that they went through a triangle door. And they had bigger heads. <laughs> they had, had hieroglyphics. <laughs> and they had bigger yep. heads
2: and more appendages. That's yeah.
1: it. There's a Fun. villain that's basically unseen through the entire movie. Uh, I mean, saying that, you know, I recognize, I think, that the, the point of the movie, the villain, is it's like, you know, humans have conquered technology. It's the 23rd century. And they head mm-hmm. out into the stars, and their worst enemy is They're still themselves. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Even if they've uh, gotten to the point where, like, you know, we're so altruistic in this, and we're so gentle in that, and we're so, you know, like, high-minded in this, it's like there's still the base animal. Uh, is that still lizard your,
2: part of the brain.
1: Yep. It's still, your, you can't conquer it, and it's still the greatest enemy of, uh, of humankind. That's, uh, you know, really interesting stuff for drama. I think that comes through. It's like you have to see through... You know, like when you first see the bridge and they've got that glass dome, uh, whatever with what the
0: magic mean. marker
2: marks yeah. on it, yeah,
1: yeah, where it's like this is you know, um, it's like an
0: altimeter, but it's like a 3D, uh, yeah. well,
1: globe, the, right? With, yeah, the
2: coolest thing and I was just, how the ship inside it turned, and then they did turn the ship, so that yeah,
1: cool I mean, it's that. cool, but like in a, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I I totally get what they're trying to do. And we could totally But if they were that. gonna do it now, it would be like the um you know, Prometheus, that yeah, room the that they go. Hologram. Yeah, yeah, where it's this big like ho- it'd be a hologram thing in ball blue. Yeah. You know, laser light, yeah. you know, hanging there. In the nineteen fifties they had glass with magic markers. you
2: know. Hence the jaded and spoiled special <laughs> effects of today.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. But I get what they're trying to do. So if you can see through like what they're trying to do, I'm still <laughs> saying that the special effects are tip top for their time I oh, yeah. think and I think it's impressive for that and uh just the the footprint that this has had on specifically science fiction cinema but I mean I think like just hollywood I think this is one of the classic films of all time
2: It's so, DNA Remains
1: yeah. yeah yeah and I think uh yeah if you if you're going to go it's like Citizen Kane right like you get a lot of people saying you know Citizen Kane's the greatest movie ever made mm. Right, it's made nineteen thirty eight, and there have been better movies. Well, I'm saying haven't... this right now. There have been better movies made since Citizen Kane. However, Amen. Citizen Kane came up with the blueprint. It came up with, in a lot of ways, film language that we are still using today. So, for being yeah. the first one there, you know, the first I'm footprint saying... on the surface of planet moviedom, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, planting their flag. Yeah, I'm just saying meatballs hadn't been made yet. So I don't think that's a fair comparison. <laughs> You're very
1: very true. Very true, very good correct. Point. Yeah. So I think in that way I think we have to uh recommend that you see Forbidden Planet. Uh go check it out. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Next week on the Saturday night free show it's Jenny's pick. Oh no. What are we going to watch?
3: Oh boy. We're going to watch The Boba Duke.
2: <laughs> i just watched that for the first time oh, last week
3: i haven't seen it i'm going in blind
1: oh really yeah, yeah. i'm gonna turn it up to 11
3: oh my god oh. I'm gonna it's go go. gonna be
1: awesome because it's got some fucking yeah. killer bass if i remember correctly yeah. that's next week turn on the saturday in. night freak show jenny may be a molten mess at that point yeah. who knows maybe yeah. it's not scary at all and she'll be disappointed and mocked openly but we're going to find out next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, you want to get a hold of us, uh, reach out on facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. You can email us if you're into the, if that's your, you know, thing. thing. If you're into the whole brevity <laughs> thing, Saturday Night, that's what I was looking for. And I'm Perfect. like, what the fuck is the line <laughs> for Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com? Or you can get us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show and uh, leave us a comment. We'll read your comment on. And until next week, the basement is going dark.